0: Hey guys, uh, just to let you know, there's going to be spoilers ahead for both a movie and a book. Yes, ma'am. I'm Nikki. I'm Laura. And this is Breakdown from the
1: Couch, movie versus book. What? Yes, we are tackling a dog's purpose. Yes, we are. So I read the book. Laura, you watched the movie. Right.
0: Okay, so what's the synopsis on the movie? So the movie is about a devoted dog that discovers the meaning of its own existence through the lives of the humans it teaches to laugh and love reincarnated as multiple canines over the course of five decades the lovable pooch develops an unbreakable bond with a kindred spirit named Ethan. as the boy grows older and comes to a crossroad the dog once again comes back into his life to remind him of his true self Aww. I know okay so full disclosure yeah we've done this podcast already but Laura's awesome uh-huh
1: and she deleted it
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I done I done fucked up guys sorry. <laughs>
1: So. so this is like a dog's purpose for us. Round two. two yep. So um, since we already kind of know, we've already
0: broken it down initially, I do want to go ahead and start with first impressions again. Okay. So for me, I had wanted to see this movie and everything, but when it comes to uh, animals and in particular dogs and stuff, I didn't want to see it because... <laughs> I knew about the whole dying thing. Yeah. And, and so. you perfectly secure crying in Disney movies. Like, see, I'm and, not. Yeah. You are not the crier. No. I'm the crier. I can count. <laughs> I want to say maybe five, like five movies I've cried. And Titanic was not one Titanic wasn't. And that's out to everybody. So, I'm, the, I'm the girl that laughed when the, the guy fell off the back of the and boat and the hit the propeller. propeller. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. So what was your first impression of the movie once you finally watched it? Oh, I really liked it. I mean, I still teared up and everything and cried a little, held my dog closer. Right. And everything. But I still, yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, good. And see, I had read the book and then watched the movie
1: when it came out in theaters. Okay. So the book was pretty much, I cried for like a week. Nice. Because of how much it had to it. And then when I saw the movie, I cried for two hours and I absolutely loved it, start (laughs) to finish. So going back and rereading this book, mm-hmm. I'm kind of the same reaction you did. I'm sitting on the couch. And my experience was a little bit tougher because I was on the couch with my Labrador at the end. So, you know, I'm you know, petting him and I'm crying, and then the Sarah McLaughlin animal commercial comes on. <laughs> nice. So I'm reading and I'm loving on my dog and I'm watching that and I was I was just a mess.
0: And then you just wanted to go and <laughs> adopt another dog. <laughs> no. Okay. surprisingly
1: enough no that was not my first instinct nice that would have been mine probably it would have been hilarious when <laughs> home Wes comes home and you're like hey honey so I did a by thing away
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> okay so and also full disclosure since this is a dog's purpose we are recording at Laura's house and her dog Pippi is in the room with us yep so you're gonna hear sounds like this
0: yeah like her scratching herself
1: mm-hmm. nice. or like the tail
0: slamming into the, end of the mm-hmm. wall and all that kind of good stuff. yeah sorry guys so, um, what we really discovered the first time we did this... Is that the book and the movie were pretty darn different? There
1: was just a lot, a whole lot more in the book that they just couldn't fit exactly. into the movie. So, what we kind of did, and it worked out really well, is I would start, and then where we start really overlapping into yep. the events of the film, we'd kind of pick up and talk together. Yep. So, to get started, before
0: I do that, Laura, where did you find the movie? Because um, well, I had the book on Kindle for ages. Right. So... Uh, I have Amazon Prime, but they didn't have it on there. And so what I had to do was actually a a free Showtime trial that I have to cancel in a couple of days. There you go. Um, I think it's just because the movie is fairly new compared to, you know, a lot of the ones we've done. Yeah.
1: And it's not Um, because I checked Netflix before we put it down. Right. wasn't on Netflix and on Hulu, you had to get like the Showtime thing. Exactly. I do know it's available on Google Play, but they won't let you rent it at this point. You have
0: to purchase it. Yeah.
1: Um, let's see here. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Okay. Sounds so good. the book itself opens with a feral puppy born to like a feral dog mama. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes through and kind of introduces him to humans in a way. He ends up being found by what turns out to be a hoarder like a dog hoarder, and they don't outright say this stuff in the book, like, right. oh, she hoarded dogs, it really just describes the situation, um, the environments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you can kind of make inferences from them, but you know she's a hoarder because when one of her sons takes him to the vet, it's, you know, the vet's telling him, you know, she's got too many, she can't keep doing this, oh, okay. and the guy is like, well, you know, she can't just stop,
0: Yeah.
1: because no one else will take care of him. So it's a hoarder, but like her dogs are getting care. They're all getting fed, all of that good stuff. And then this lady names him Toby and they call her uh, Senora. Okay. Because one of the guys that's helping her care for the dogs is is, uh, Latino, I guess. And over the course of time, what you see is that she keeps bringing in more and more dogs, including the puppy's mother. Toby's mom ends up getting caught by her and she's in the yard too. So as he's watching her, she actually figures out how to open the gate to the Mm -hmm. yard and she runs away. Toby stays behind. This is where he's really introduced to humans, where they care for you and they love you and all of those things. The
0: feral dog in the movie didn't have a name. It was literally Mm. a feral dog. He's Uh playing with his litter mates and stuff like that. And then they get caught and sent to the pound. Yeah. And then from there, they... They they basically you know say that he was euthanized. Yeah, I mean they they didn't show it or anything like that. Thankfully, but you know what that so that's just say, in the movie like Toby like didn't really even exist. Right. So and see he was put down
1: as well. But what happened was the hoarder brought in this dog that was basically like an aggressive dog that wasn't doing like the normal dog stuff. He was just mean to everybody. Gotcha. And he ended up breaking Toby's leg, so they took him to the vet. Uh, took care of his leg, brought him back, and then you see animal control is there. Mm. They take all the dogs. And the crazy, aggressive dog, Toby, and a dog that's, I guess, just super old and probably super arthritic, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, they're all put together and put down in a chamber. Oh. Yeah. Damn. I, I didn't tell you that no, last you time. No, you didn't tell me that like last time. Drifting away of euthanasia. No, they just. Oh, my God. They gassed all three of them wow so that's kind of how toby ended up <laughs> leaving in the book <laughs> that's
0: you're like sweet Jesus! i know
1: i was kind of like that too because i was reading it and i'm like wait what wait what yeah and then it like clicked and i'm like oh my god yeah and it, it i cried
0: yeah, I don't think mean, That was kind of a consistent <laughs> thing throughout this book. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so... So, like I said, movie-wise, Toby had a very small... I mean, he didn't even have a name. He was there <laughs> and he was gone. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um,
1: now, the next part that we bump into is the puppy mill. Yeah. He's reborn for the first time. Yep. And he... The puppy mill is basically described as horrible as you think a puppy mill is. right. So he's got people coming through and looking at different, you know, the guy has people coming through looking at different dogs. You find out that he is a golden retriever now Mm -hmm. and he ends up getting out of the yard because he remembers
0: what his feral mom from his previous life did to the game. Right. And see in the the book, since they didn't show the mom doing that or Mm -hmm. any of that stuff, they just show in the movie that, you know, yeah, he basically, you know, hits the lock or whatever and, like, unlatches. unlatches and stuff like that and then he takes off yeah is what happens in the uh, movie yeah
1: and then from there he's found by in the book he's found by a dude who's a drunk right because you know oh you're you know look full-blooded golden and you know puts him mm-hmm. in the truck and he goes to the bar and he's like well i'm just going
0: in for one drink and he leaves The dog in the car. Right. And then in the movie, it's two guys that find him like Mm -hmm. basically walking around in an alleyway with a a box over him. It was really cute. Because, yeah, all you see is this box, like kind of skittish, you know, skidding around type type of thing. And so they kind of say the same thing, like, huh, I think we could get some money, you know, off of this thing. And so at that point, they put him, you know, yeah, in the truck with them Mm -hmm. and then they take off. And then they go, I don't know, I don't know if it was a bar or necessarily where they went. They went somewhere in town. They left Mm -hmm. him in the truck. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, he he ends up having uh, some heat exhaustion. And then that's whenever the mom and the little boy, Ethan, show up and break the window and, and get him out. It's
1: a rescue. It is. And see, the only real difference with that scene is that. When Ethan's mother in the book breaks the window on the truck, she's Mm -hmm. by herself. She doesn't have Ethan with her. Okay. And she like takes the puppy home and introduces him to Ethan who loses his shit. Of Of course. course. Yeah. Because he's a kid and his mom just brought home a puppy. Hell yeah. And then he's introduced to dad and they have to talk dad into letting him Uh stay.
0: And that was, that was kind of the same thing in the movie, you know, except for, you know, they, the dog ends up being okay and then, right. like you said, they have to, you know, dad has to give the okay. And so right. he, you know, takes the dog and they're playing outside. And then mm-hmm. sure enough, dad gives them the good news that, okay, fine. You can, you know, keep it. You the, can keep it. Yeah. Right. That kind of thing.
1: And then we get his name. He is Bailey.
0: Yep. Bailey, and Bailey, 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 Bailey.
1: Yep. Uh, <laughs> Bailey. And then the book, they have, you know, you know how we talk to our animals. Oh yeah. My dog's name is Gibson.
0: He's Gibson, he's Gib, he's Gibbity Goo. Like we have all exactly. these different nicknames for our pets. Mine is Pippi, but we call her Pips, Pipsalata. I've heard you call her Pipster. Pipster, yep. Yeah. All kinds of names.
1: So he's Bailey at one point and he's Doodle Dog. I mean, it's just yeah. all kinds of different stuff. And it's so cute. It is. Um, he meets the cat, which I always, <laughs> I always love. In the book, his attitude, and I think it's really reflected the same in the movie mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's very much like from one perspective right and I know at one point you said you wish the other dogs had talked
0: not maybe not necessarily all of the dogs and stuff but it would have been kind of cool to hear the cat I think okay so kind of, of that interesting yeah kind of not maybe not like the entire time really? but like whenever they first met and she hisses at him you okay. know and like kind of swipes at him yeah it would have been kind of cool to hear like what the cat was you know would have said.
1: And see, surprisingly, I had the opposite reaction. Because right. I don't know if you guys remember, we broke down Homeward Bound and Incredible Journey. So with that, I was really aggravated that the dogs and the cat talked, but, like, the cougar didn't voice, the right. porcupine, the skunk. Nobody else got to say anything. But in this movie, I think it really worked out because of how the story is told that we only hear Bailey's voice.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: Um, so from there... There was a big part in the book that you told me just wasn't in the movie.
0: Yeah. Todd the Creepy Kid. Yeah. No, Todd in the movie has like maybe at most 10 minutes. Yeah.
1: And see, in the book, you get a small introduction and then it kind of builds up to this big pinnacle of Bailey and Ethan's life. Right. Before he kind of fades out and never comes back. Exactly. Um, Initially, you find out that um, Ethan and Bailey run the neighborhood with a bunch of other kids um, and another dog that belongs to a little girl on the street named Marshmallow. The dog, not the girl.
0: (laughs) Hey, you never know.
1: (laughs) And one of the children is a kid named Todd. And this kind of starts out introducing him by saying he likes playing with fire and setting fires. And when he plays with fireworks down at what they call the creek, which I'm pretty sure was just kind of like a sewage ditch or something, Um, when he sets the fireworks, he throws them at Bailey. So Ethan and Bailey stop going down there. Right. So that's where he's kind of introduced. It's like Kid Todd, he's already got a pinnage. It's already kind of setting him up for the rest of the the storyline. So once all of those things are kind of introduced and set in place... So once we've introduced everybody in the neighborhood, they take us out to the farm. Hey, for the farm. Yay, for the farm. Grandpa and Grandma's farm. Yep. Uh, Let's see. That's where Bailey meets the skunk. Did he meet the skunk in the movie? Nope. No skunk. Okay. In the book, Bailey does this twice. He talks about how he loves Grandma and Grandpa. They always give him treats when no one's looking. And food. And food and all kinds of stuff. And then he's running around in the woods, basically, by the farm. And he finds what he calls a striped, I can't remember if he calls it like a striped cat. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That he ends up going to try and make friends with because he, you know, Smokey's awesome back at home, even if Smokey won't play with him. Right. And he ends up getting shot in the face. Nice. And then Grandma ends up giving him the tomato bath outside with Ethan. Mm -hmm. And he's miserable. He hates it. Well, then he goes back and it happens again. So he gets another bath and he's just <laughs> as miserable. And he decides, okay, Striped Kitty doesn't like me. We're going to leave it alone. Um, but this is also where he learns how to save Ethan from drowning. Was okay. that? I can't remember. Was that in the movie? No, not really. Okay. So it breaks down. Ethan was basically fishing at the pond on the farm and he lost the pole. So he jumped in the pond to get the pole. Bailey thinks he's drowning. So he jumps in and saves them. And then it becomes a game. Look, Grandpa Bailey saves me. And he eventually realizes, okay, there's no danger here. But Ethan wants me to jump in and bring him out. Okay. So they kind of do that over and over again. And that really sets up another story that comes later on in
0: the next dog's life. So that was pretty cool. Um, That's just it. I mean, for the most part, like in the movie, like, yeah, they're at the farm and... There wasn't a whole lot compared to, like, what you're talking about yeah, in the book.
1: And it almost sounds, from what we talked about last time, the movie was a lot more of the cutesy stuff mm-hmm. that didn't quite link up the way right the book linked it all together. Yeah, I agree. Now, granted, even though I saw the movie a long time ago, I haven't rewatched it. Right. I still think the movie did a really good job because it, there's just so much yeah. in the book. You can't fit everything into right. two hours. No, I get, I get that. Um. so summer comes to a close they all go home mm-hmm. and it kind of goes over like okay now they're in school Ethan leaves during the day mom leaves during the day Right. they try keeping Bailey in the garage and he tears
0: it apart and this is where it's a little <laughs> bit different in the movie because there's a scene where like you said he's left alone and stuff like that but he mm-hmm. ends up tearing up the dad's office Yeah. And that's that's, not in the book. Right. Right. And that becomes important in the movie because Mm -hmm. so basically, yeah, Bailey got bored. He destroys, you know, the dad's office. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ethan comes home and realizes what happened. So he's trying to, you know, fix everything. And then of course his dad walks in basically is like, Hey, my boss and his wife are going to be coming over for dinner. This needs to be cleaned up, you know, now Right, type of thing. So, you know, Ethan is doing that and then, you know, here comes dinner, which, you know, is going to be a cluster F, Right if I've ever heard of one. So what happens is, is uh, the dad, who's a traveling salesman, asks his boss, you know, basically asks his boss for a desk job, you know, because yeah, he doesn't want to get him off the road. Right. And his boss basically was like, well, you know, with your numbers and everything, we really need you to stay on the road, um, you know, because. I kind of get it, though, from a business perspective, though, because you want your best salesman out there.
1: You do. But if your best salesman is like, hey, I don't want to be on the road. Yeah, I guess that's true, too. You find a way to get him off the road. Yeah. At least more than what he currently is. Right. Because I'm one of those people. I, I My business is working on commission. I don't get paid unless I work. Right. So, you know, if I went to my boss and I'm like, hey my numbers are really good, but I want to do more manager stuff. I want to get more to the office side versus in the field. Right. She'd make it happen because she knows that as a commission person, mm-hmm. if I don't want to be in the field and I can go to a different company and work my way up faster, I'm gonna. Uh,
0: yeah, that's, you true. know what I
1: mean? So that's why I was
0: just kind of like, well, that was kind of a shitty thing for him to do. Yeah. You know? So anyway, so at that point, obviously the dad is, you know, feeling kind of down yeah. and everything. Um, uh, while I forgot to mention, too, while Ethan was cleaning and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he opened up his dad's uh, coin collection, which is really important to him, <laughs> which was never in the book. at all. Oh, really? <laughs> <that> <laughs> nice. None of this entire section yeah. was there. At all. Yeah. So he's spinning one of the coins. Of course, it, you know, falls off the uh, desk because it has to. because it has to. And then at that point, Bailey eats the coin. So, of course, <laughs> he's freaking out. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, at dinner, um, the boss, I guess, knows about this coin collection, so he asked, you know, to see it. And uh, I'm sorry. why? Yeah, I don't Who know. Collect this stuff anymore. Well, it was like the fifties or something, wasn't it? That's true.
1: <laughs> so instead of like the internet, people did like coins and stamps. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there
0: wasn't anything else to do. Right. So anyway, so the dad goes to get it. At that point, obviously, Ethan freaks out. He Mm -hmm. has to be excused and takes the dog out to go do his business. Right. And he's like shaking the dog, trying to make the dog go. (laughs) And finally, in the voiceover, you know, the dog says, sometimes when I get a little anxious, I have to. And so you kind of see him squat. And then he mentions, you know, that was like the only time they'd ever seen Ethan get excited about having to clean up after him. (laughs) And so anyway, they come back in and, Mm -hmm. you know, of course he's got the coin and stuff. Well, he's about to open up the coin box and Ethan says, Oh, you know, uh, there's a rat and stuff like that. So the wife gets free. The uh, boss's wife gets freaked out. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't like rats. I don't like them. And so she gets on a chair in the dining room. Mm-hmm. and at that point, Bailey's like, oh, I like rats, <laughs> so he's, like, searching around for this non-existent rat, and the, uh, the uh, father is also, like, looking around for this right. uh, rat, and he accidentally grabs, somehow he grabs the uh, boss's wife's, like, legs, and she goes falling onto the table, the dinner table,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then the dinner table literally collapses,
1: so if Dad had even the smallest shot of getting off the road, it's gone. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> gone now,
0: and that's just it. So basically, he gets really he gets pissed, of course, at the really? dog, and he actually locks the dog in the garage.
1: Okay,
0: so that's what led yeah. really to going into the garage in the movie. Right. Did he tear the garage apart? No, he didn't tear the garage apart. He was able to figure out a way. I think there was like a, a window. Or something like that, that he was able to basically paw the thing out, the uh, screen. Oh, okay. And so he was able to do that, and he ended up going back up to Ethan's room oh. and staying in his bedroom.
1: And see, from coming home
0: mm-hmm. from the
1: farm, that whole, that entire segment in the movie never happened in the book. Right. Not even, like, throughout any of the other dog's lives where they might have just mushed it together. Exactly. So when they get home, what you find out is... You know, enough time has passed. At this point, none of the other kids are playing with Todd anymore. Okay. And that's mentioned in the book. And at one point, because of the garage situation, they installed a dog door. So Bailey's kind of figured out it finally works both ways. So he can get out of the house and come back in. Right. So he goes through the dog door and he just trumps around the neighborhood. Yeah. He just kind of walks all over the place because he got out of the yard. I think at one point the gate wasn't latched. Um. In doing so, he bumps into Todd, where it's just Todd, and there's no one else around. So Todd lures Bailey into his house and sneaks him upstairs to his room. And it talks about how Todd's little sister, because he's got an older brother and a little sister. The little sister's the only normal one in the family. Apparently, Todd and his brother both have these tendencies. Nice. So she sees it, and Bailey says she looks worried, as Todd's, like, sneaking him up to his bedroom. Well, they get there. Suddenly, Todd closes the door and locks it. And he starts rifling through drawers. He huffs a little glue, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize was a thing back then. Yeah, But I guess, you know, to each their own. And then he starts talking to himself. Now, Bailey doesn't understand everything that they're said. But he, like, picks up on his name and, you know, commands that Ethan's taught him. But okay. apparently Todd is saying stuff like, you know, I don't know where Bailey is. I haven't seen him since he was with Ethan or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Basically setting up, like... He's going to kill this dog. Yeah. And then the little sister ends up sneaking Bailey back out of the room and puts yeah. him back outside and Bailey goes home. Good. Well, then later that night, Bailey goes outside to do some business and he smells Todd at the edge of the yard, hmm. I guess back in where this little wooded area is. Right. And when he barks, Todd runs away. So that's kind of, and this all builds up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, Todd's just creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, it takes us back to going back to the farm again. Right. And Ethan makes what he calls the flip. Yes. It's basically
0: something he did with a
1: deflated football. Yep.
0: So. Well, I think it's literally just a deflated football. That he much, throws yeah. around.
1: <laughs> now in the movie, this had more of a significance than it did in the book.
0: Right. And so, yeah, sure enough, he plays with, like you said, the flip. And so, of course, the dog Mm -hmm. is having a great time bringing it back, all that kind of stuff. Which is funny because in the book, Bailey hates it. Yeah. (laughs) But in the movie, he teaches him this trick where he'll throw he'll throw it really far. And Mm -hmm. then what he'll do is he'll duck down and then Bailey will go over him and and catch it. Yeah. Yeah. He like launches over Ethan and will grab the uh, ball or whatever. And that becomes important, you know, later on in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. like you were, you were saying, though, in the book, he hated it.
1: He, he doesn't like it, but he keeps he fetches it a lot because Ethan wants him to. Right. Because this dog, Bailey, is just dedicated to this. Oh, yeah. So once that aspect kind of plays out, then we're introduced to child Hannah because she lives up by Ethan's grandparents. And we aren't
0: introduced to Hannah until... Uh, like high school. Yeah, high school.
1: But they're introduced because Hannah was bringing something over for Ethan's grandma, and it kind of gives those hints that... You know, Ethan likes her. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into this whole segment that wasn't in the book at all. Ethan gets lost in the woods. So he's probably like, I don't know, 12 or so. And his grandparents leave him home at the house alone. Right. So he does like the Kevin McAllister thing. He's into all the sweets. <laughs> he's into all the soda. Nice. Um, He's just watching TV and blaring it. And then he ends up getting into grandpa's gun case. And I'm assuming it's either like a 22 or a pellet gun because yeah. he's setting cans up on the fence and he's shooting them down. Gotcha. Stuff he'd never been allowed to do that he's not alone. And then he gets the bright idea he's going to ride the horse because there's a horse at this farm. <laughs> they go into the woods and the horse is spooked by a snake. Ethan gets thrown. Right. So then he and Bailey are basically wandering around the woods for three days. Ethan is crying and upset because he's lost. Yeah. He doesn't know how to get him home. And yeah. like I said, he's like 12. And the whole time, Bailey's like, I don't know why he's so upset. Home is that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually, there's this Lassie moment where Ethan is no food or water for three days. So he's really out of it. Yeah. But Bailey can hear people calling for them. Okay. So he does the Lassie thing where he starts barking and he leads people back to finding them. And then, like, it's all good. But Ethan gets in trouble when he gets home. So there's that whole sequence. And then you find out when they get back to mom and dad's house. Mm Mm-hmm marshmallow the brown and white dog from the neighborhood is missing but bailey can smell her on todd yeah so that kind of lends credence to he failed where bailey was concerned but he managed Mm -hmm. to get marshmallow yeah
0: so i think we just need to call this episode screw you todd right (laughs) (laughs) i hate you todd i don't know because he's really only in this one segment i know
1: Um, so from there you go we fall into what's called this cart race i guess it's where they used to make the little push carts right and see that like i said none of this is even in
0: the movie right (laughs)
1: um but in this cart race they do uh it basically comes down to like ethan and todd are like the two in the lead everybody else is too far behind or crashed or whatever of course and then it comes down to like todd and ethan and Bailey gets really excited and jumps on the back of Ethan's go kart, and it gives him enough weight to push them forward, and he wins. Right. Well, Todd and his brother get mad about it. It turns into a twelve-year-old push fight. I know it's a.
0: Kind of agree though. I do still think it's kind of cheating. Well, Todd's brother also jumped on the back of his car oh, too, okay. to try and do the same thing. Okay. Just work. Gotcha. So
1: Pippi's just like all about me right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because I'm the one talking. Probably. Um. But basically, they solve it like 12-year-olds solve it, which was everybody who thinks Ethan wins, raise your hand. Right. And so, of course, Ethan won. Todd gets mad, but he knows where they're leaving go home. And then that night, somebody throws a rock through the window in the living room. And there, you know, dad's got no idea who did it. But, of course, Bailey being Bailey, the rock smells like Todd. Right. So, he basically got mad and smashed the window. Yeah. Then we get into where Ethan grows up. Now he's in high school and he's playing football. And in the movie, you said, this is where we really meet
0: Hannah. So he's basically, you know, yeah, playing uh, football. You know, I guess, I don't know if all that practice with the flip, you know, his (laughs) arm better or what. Right. But um, yeah, so now he's, you know, going to be the the, uh, starting quarterback for the team. Mm -hmm. And he, um, this is where actually we meet Todd in the movie oh, so he wasn't even around before no this at all either no he wasn't so in there at just all kind of jumps in in high school exactly okay. and so it's actually it was after practice after he finds out he's gonna be the starting quarterback mm-hmm. he and some of his friends and of course Bailey are there yeah. and they're you know walking and stuff and Todd you know basically is like oh you know is this your girlfriend and then in the movie Bailey ends up purposely tripping Todd uh-huh. that kind of thing <laughs> And so, you know, that's how we get introduced to Todd.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Todd is just a douchebag. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And so from there, that's whenever we start getting more into his relationship with his dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because his dad, you can tell, is, you know, basically drinking a lot. He doesn't look good. Gotcha that kind of stuff and he he tells his dad you know it's like hey you know i made a starting quarterback you know i Mm -hmm. really hope you can make it to like my games that kind of stuff and you know the dad you can tell is kind of out of it um Mm -hmm. drunk yeah and you told me bailey said something in the movie about oh about how he's you know it's like yeah normally if he smells like that he's usually not good yeah like you know he doesn't say obviously oh the dad's a drunk right because because he doesn't understand yeah of course he wouldn't know that but anyway so that was kind of how we got introduced to todd and Mm -hmm. now the dad's going downhill some and see in the book
1: dad doesn't really go down the hill towards the end of bailey's story because uh in the book
0: of course Ethan has grown up now he and hannah are together see and in the movie how hannah gets introduced is uh Ethan and Bailey go to you know like a carnival type mm-hmm. thing and she is playing uh, that game you know the shooting game where you try yeah. and get down all the targets and then that's whenever Bailey makes the comment like oh I don't know what that son is meaning you know what's his name is sweating like yeah, crazy he's having some hormonal issues exactly and so mm-hmm. Bailey can kind of sense that so he actually runs over to Hannah and kind of nudges her sort nice. of under her skirt area. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And so that's whenever, uh, Ethan shows up and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. That was my dog. That wasn't me. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. You know, Hey, you never know though. Some people are free. That's true. Know. And so that's how we get introduced to Hannah. you know, he buys her a hot dog. They go on mm-hmm. some rides and then at one point, after getting off of the ride, which scared Bailey because he could hear them, you know, screaming, even though they were having fun, of course. Yeah. Um, now, it, was, it wasn't a roller coaster, right? No, it was it was one of those sitting, sitting type uh, rides, like where you sit and the thing spins around. It makes you sit. Yeah. yeah okay. Pretty much. And yeah. so... That's just it. So he gets off of the ride and he actually bumps into the uh, hot dog stand and all these hot dogs go over there. So, of course, Bailey runs over there. and He's eating up all these hot dogs. Of course, because what's the dog? Doing? Exactly. I can't say <laughs> I blame the dog. I'd probably do the same. Yeah. But um, and then from there, uh, he drives her home. Mm-hmm. They go to kiss. And that's whenever, of course, Bailey decides to fart. And so they, they end up making, you know, plans for a date. And then it, yeah. it goes from there. And yeah, they and see, suck face. And, of course. Yeah. And
1: see, it comes later in the book. Okay. But Bailey does make a comment about how when he's older and he's farting all the time, he's getting blamed for the ones that Grandpa's doing. Nice. So <laughs> Nice. I thought that was pretty cool. They kind of paralleled right. that a little bit. Um, in the book, it happens a little bit differently. Ethan and Hannah are already together. And, of course, they're at a game. Hannah's there to see Ethan play Mm -hmm. so she's there with Bailey okay and Todd creeper Todd here he is again yeah comes waltzing up and he's like oh you're Ethan's cousin she's like no I'm his girlfriend and Todd's basically like well don't you know he's with Michelle so-and-so and and basically tries to start this fight that breaks him up nice doesn't work good and then uh he I put on here Todd is still creepy yeah my notes (laughs) nice (laughs) But after that, he and Ethan actually, I think it's after either another game or like a practice, whatever, the next time they bump into Todd together, Mm -hmm. he basically punches Todd out. Right. Which is deserved because Todd's a creepy little shit. From there, Bailey goes outside to the yard Mm -hmm. and he finds this meat that doesn't smell right. Yeah. And it has this weird smell, but it also kind of smells like, guess who? Yeah. Todd. So he doesn't really trust it. So instead of eating it, he takes it into the house and drops it at mom's feet, who's disgusted, and throws it out. He never makes the connection that
0: there's anything wrong with it. Well, and see, the meat thing didn't, again, didn't happen in the movie. Mm -hmm. But I did find it kind of funny because uh, he mentions, you know, that he hadn't seen the cat for a while. And they show. in the movie too. Yeah. They're in the book too. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I guess you see them and, of course, they've buried the cat. He goes down there, undigs, you know, digs up the cat and then drops the cat body on on mom or whatever. And see, that's one scene I do remember from the
1: movie because all and the only scene it stick part of it that sticks out is the dog is standing there, cat in mouth. Mom turns around and Bailey's like, found him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so,
0: Um, yeah, the punching part for in the movie didn't happen until like later. So they show him they're going out on their dates, they're kissing and making out, all mm-hmm. that, you know, all of that is great. Um so she comes up with a plan, you know, this whole, oh, you know, you'll get, I'm sure you'll get a football scholarship and oh, I'll get the puppy love. Yeah, exactly. and I'll get an academic uh, scholarship and we'll go to college together and it'll be, you know, great it'll and all that good. crap. We'll
1: get married, we'll have baby. Yeah, all
0: that stuff. Yeah. And so Anyway, uh, she shows up, yeah, to one of his football games. Mm-hmm. And I want to say the grandpa's there, the mom's there, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, of course, he plays a great game. And mm-hmm. um, they're waiting for him to come. And he comes out and he's carrying a Michigan State University shirt. Aww. So you got a scholarship. A I whole, know you love the
1: fact that he's yeah, Michigan, being a Michigan
0: kid. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, it's like, oh, you know, cool. He's got a full ride scholarship to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And so they go to, I want to say it's like a hot dog shop or some kind, you know, just like a sock Yeah. You know, just, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we see Todd and he's playing with firecrackers. So this is kind of where it throws back to, I guess, the beginnings of the book where Todd's a pirate when he's a kid. Yeah, probably. Gotcha. Okay. And so they show that part and Um, They go in to get some food and stuff. Bailey's in the car. Mm -hmm. And he makes a a joke about, oh, you know, you and your alcohol, your Elky dad or whatever. Because at this point, I believe the dad is already gone. Um, There was a scene where he, you know, basically... They got into an argument, into a fight, and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And he basically tells them, you know, don't ever, you know, talk to my mom. You know, don't leave us alone. Don't come back. Don't come back. Type of thing. that's completely different in the book. He's not
1: into like the drinking heavily, the alcoholic Mm -hmm. illness part of it. Okay. Until
0: later. A little bit later. Yeah, which we'll get into. Yeah. So. Um and so at that point though, so he's talking about his alcoholic dad mm -hmm. and um you know, uh, Hannah's basically like, okay, you know, let's go. You know, we don't need, we to-, don't need to be in yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And of course he makes a remark about, oh, you know, do you let your girlfriend fight your battles? And then that's whenever he hauls off and, you know,
1: mm-hmm. gets
0: him right in the face. Which was deserved. Ew, oh, for sure. It was deserved. <laughs> F Todd. I hate Todd. Todd's a creepy little shit. Yeah. And so at that point they leave. And then I think we're kind of at the same place. We're getting to kind of the same place because at this point,
1: now in the movie, I do remember it was played up more like an accident, it was. but in the book the house fire was deliberate. Yeah, go for so it. So Bailey, it basically snows. Okay. And there's enough of the snow up against the fence where Bailey can just climb right over the fence. Okay. So over he goes, he runs the neighborhood for a little while. He goes and checks on like uh, Marshmallow's replacement. Aww. Like the little
0: girl. Well, <laughs> replacement. I mean,
1: it wasn't immediate. But I she's know. A new little I, white dog. So he I goes over it. there and like you know, hangs out with that dog, and then he kind of just trumps around the neighborhood. Gotcha. When he comes home, he smells chemicals, which, you know, being humans, we recognize that it was right. some kind of accelerant. Right. And Todd has basically doused the porch and part of the, under the front door with it. Mm-hmm. And he's getting ready to throw a match. Well, Bailey recognizes the threat. He runs up and he actually talks about how, and I forgot to mention this in the last time we did this. Okay. He talks about how Todd, he can smell something wrong with Todd, that, that rage and there's like that uh, okay. something wrong yeah. has a scent to it,
0: nice. to Bailey.
1: So he runs up and he hauls off and just tears Todd apart. He's got Good. this kid's leg, like there's blood everywhere. Todd's shoe goes flying and the house sets on fire when the house catches fire, Bailey lets Todd go and he's trying to get up and he's barking. He's trying to wake everybody up. Yeah. So in the book from there, mom and dad get out because dad is still there. He's not going to be drinker yet, but Ethan is still upstairs. Mm-hmm. And one of the neighbors comes over and she's holding Bailey. So at this point, Bailey's just kind of a witness to everything. Okay. Um, Ethan ends up throwing a chair out of his bedroom window because it's a two-story house right and he ends up getting out but in the process
0: his leg ends up burned and broken yeah yeah so how it's different in the movie is like you were saying they made it seem more like it was an accident yeah so todd you know they basically everybody's upstairs asleep todd um i'm trying to remember bailey is there and he sees todd throw like the firecracker in um like, through the top of the door or whatever. Oh, so like his, his it, like, hits Yeah, it hits the rug yeah. and sets fire. And then he takes off. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, the, the Bailey makes it up the stairs. He's able to wake up Ethan. Mm-hmm. Ethan then runs in, wakes his mom up. You know, we got to get out of here. There's a fire type of thing. Yeah. And then from there, Ethan actually lowers his mom down using, like, um, sheets and pillowcases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he lowers his mom down. You know, and then he lowers Bailey down. And at this point, there's neighbors of course, and everything and out there. Waking up. Right. And so at that point, I want to say they um, they didn't like give the sheets or something back to Ethan. Are they I think you said they ripped or something. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so at that point, Ethan just has to he's doing his best to get out as safely as he can. But because mm-hmm. it's a two story house so anyway his so he yeah <laughs> unfortunately so he ends up um basically going from the the second story and at that mm-hmm. point yeah his leg got burned a little and also broken right and then basically uh the um, oh, what's his name todd ends up getting caught um after
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh I'm trying to remember um ethan gets put into the ambulance. Of course, Bailey wants to go with him, but he can't, doesn't understand. And so he takes off. He's running after the ambulance. And -hmm. then I don't know if it's because he catches a whiff of Todd, you know, because they don't really explain that. Mm -hmm. But at that point, he sees Todd and he goes after him. And then that's whenever the cop sees, you know, the dog going after uh, Todd. And then that's whenever, you know, they catch Todd and they, they can tell something's up. Yeah. And so I think that's whenever he basically says it was an accident.
1: Okay. So and in the book, it's, we're still pretty close, but you know, like I said, Bailey had just tore Todd up. So they're both, you know, Todd's bleeding, he's covered in blood and Todd had taken off. And then because Bailey was being held onto by the neighbor, once they get Ethan in the ambulance and he and mom and dad all leave, Mm -hmm. the police are there. And the police walks up to the neighbor because she's like, hey... You know, he's bleeding, you know, can we look at him too before you go? And the police that's looking at him, uh, I think it's a police woman who is checking him out. She's like, This blood isn't his. All right. And then one of the other police officers were like, Hey, we found this shoe and there's this trail of blood back to this kid's house. Oh no. Nice. And you find out they followed the blood trail and Todd basically confessed. And then we don't see Todd again. Like that's the end of his story, but That's kind of what built up in the book that I don't think they really gave justice to
0: in the movie. Yeah, I agree. I really think they should have had time. They didn't have time. They could have added a couple more Todd things in there though.
1: Maybe, but I don't know how well it would have coalesced at the end because it would have been like a second or two as a kid.
0: Yeah, that's true. And
1: then it would have been like, Well, is he always like that or what? You know what I mean? So that's one thing that I do wish they might that like you said, they would have at least tried to filter that back in there. Right. Go to your happy price, price line. Um. So from here, mom and dad are still together. They go to an apartment while Todd is, uh, not Todd, Todd is the bad guy. <laughs> they go to the apartment while Ethan's kind of recovering. Right. And you find out that Ethan's just falling into this huge depression because his football's over. Oh, yeah. And then they end up, mom and Ethan, because this is where dad really starts drinking. Okay. So he and mom split. Mom and Ethan go to live with his grandparents
0: that's just it. like the apartment, all that kind of stuff, none of that happened. We go straight to the farm where it's just mom, mom Ethan, Ethan, and uh, Bailey okay. are living there. Yeah. Like you said, they, he's going through, you know, a depression, and yeah, his football career is definitely over.
1: And from here, it, I think it falls in line a lot with the rest I, of Bailey's story. I because think so. He breaks up with Hannah because yep. of his injury and because he's depressed. He's going to like keep yeah. her down. And then he ends up going to, like, an agricultural
0: school to right. take over
1: Grandpa's farm. And in the book,
0: it was okay, but I think the movie did it better justice when he was going yeah. to college. Yeah, so basically, he's uh, heading off for college, mm-hmm. and he throws the flip. and Which so Bailey hates in the book, in the but book. he loves in the movie. And he loves in the movie, <laughs> but... Um. How do I explain it? So, you know, Bailey is at this point excited because it's like, oh, he's going to play, you know, he's playing with me because right. he had been so depressed that he hadn't really been playing with Bailey. Yeah. And so he's, he's thinking, oh, you know, good. He's, you know, he's back to himself again type of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so he goes and gets the football and brings him back and, um, you know, he throws it again. And then this time he gets in the car and like leaves. Well, Bailey probably, probably like what the fuck. Dude? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. And so at that point, he takes the the ball and he mm-hmm. starts running through the grass and you know the fields and stuff like that. Yep. And and then he finds he finds uh, Ethan um, in the car and stuff like that, and actually jumps through the window to give him the ball back to play. Aww. Yeah, it was really sweet. And see,
1: the flip wasn't actually involved in the book okay basically i think grandma was holding on to bailey's collar so he wouldn't go do because he always okay. talked about like on special occasions bailey gets to be a front seat dog gotcha which by the way my dogs hate because when they <laughs> really? get in the car they get the back seat they have like room to stretch out all that good stuff the last time i took my golden retriever in the car was because she hopped into the front seat after she got out of the backyard. Nice. And so I just shut the door and I drove us home yeah. because I found her. And she looked at me and she was miserable because she couldn't stretch out and lay down. Well, that's good. And I'm it was like, a punishment exactly. for getting like, out. You did it. Yeah. You're the one that climbed in the front seat and wouldn't go into the back seat. I don't feel bad for you at exactly. all. Exactly. Um, but that being said, so he ends up actually getting away from grandma running across the house okay. and getting into the car. Gotcha. And they end up having to drive him back. Yeah. Um, And from there, it just basically talks about Bailey getting old. Yeah. Uh, He basically follows Grandpa around a lot around the farm doing chores. Uh, They talk about the donkey. Yep. um, Which I think in the movie they call it a horse dog. Something like that. Something like that. I thought that was really cute. I do remember that. Right. And then uh, eventually Bailey just gets too old. He talks about how he can't control himself in the house anymore. And he's ashamed of that. Right. And then it ends up he stops eating. Yep. So they take him to the vet. The vet's, you know, you know, mom's there, mom's boyfriend, who, by the way, she's got a boyfriend in the book now. And that didn't happen in the movie. Right. <laughs> uh, they're both there, grandma and grandpa are there, and you find out that Bailey's waiting for Ethan. Yeah. So once Ethan arrives, they Bailey
0: down. It did like the fact that in the movie that they waited for Ethan to come. Yeah. And stuff like that. They didn't just put him down. Yeah so i'm not crying i know <laughs> you did for sure in the last one
1: i did for sure in the last one but not at this point i turned
0: up a little bit yeah at this point because bailey you just get you had time to get so attached, exactly right? so and that's just it unfortunately in the movie you don't really have a lot of time to get attached to like the next dog yeah. yeah you for bailey for uh, sure
1: each dog do likes you, you get attached to the dog. Of you don't course. really get to really sink your teeth into each dog's life. Exactly.
0: There's not enough time. Just
1: not enough time. Yeah. yeah. So, this time, when the do- Bailey's reborn, yep. he's not reborn as a male. He's nope.
0: He's reborn as a female. Yep. He's wondering where his part is.
1: <laughs> I, did, I did remember that. and I think <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, now, in the book, I could have sworn it was a German Shepherd. Right. It may have been one of those Belgian Malinois.
0: Malinois. Sort of I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, um, but bottom line is when the when he's reborn, he's talks about his mom's got like black and brown on her face and all of that good stuff. And then a gentleman comes up once they're older, and he's like, you know, waving his hands and shouting, and he's clapping, and he's basically testing the puppy's reactions to things. And then the last thing he does, of course, is take the female puppy, put her on her back, and he waits for her to stop like trying to struggle or like chew on his fingers or play. He's testing, like, the submission response, which she does. Mm. So he takes her. And then you see they are, his. the man's name is Jacob. He names the dog Ellie. Okay. And she starts training in what you find out to be a search and rescue capacity. So as we're going through, Ellie talks about how he's, you know, Jacob's not the same as her boy. She misses Ethan. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time for her to actually stop looking for Ethan. Um. Yeah. But you find out, you know, Jacob is really good to her, but he's not a cuddly guy. Right. He's
0: sad all the time. Well, and she's supposed to, like, she's a working dog. Yeah. And so, so not so much as, not, like, a pet.
1: Well, he's, like, she tries to get in bed with him. He won't let her. And right. at one point, I think he finally does. Right. Once or twice, like, when she does either a really good job or when he's really, really lonely. I'm yeah. not sure what. to can't remember. Yeah. But you do find out that Jacob is a widower. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's so sad all the time. He actually takes Ellie to the cemetery to his wife. Aww. Yeah. Now, this is where it really kind of veers off
0: mm-hmm. in one
1: direction for the book and another direction for the character. Exactly. So in their capacity of search and rescue, they are, it takes through like a couple of different little things, like finding this dude and finding this lady who had right. wandered away. Um. But then it, they get the emergency call. A little girl has been kidnapped. And I don't know if it was like a non-custodial parent or like right. a stranger abduction, but basically they know the general area where the guy's taking this little girl. So that's where Jacob and Ellie go. Mm-hmm. In the process, they find the little girl, but the guy's taken off. Yeah. So the police officer that was with them stays with the little girl and Jacob and Ellie go to track this guy down. Well, they corner him in the woods. He's got a gun. He actually shoots Jacob. Okay. And from there, they have to, like, meta him out with the helicopter because they're in the middle of the mountains. And Ellie's really distressed because Jacob's hurt, and she doesn't understand why she's not going. She's a helicopter dog now, not just a front seat dog. She's a helicopter dog. Nice. Um, But they take her back to basically the, the canine kennel. Because at this kennel, there's Ellie, who's search and rescue. There's an older dog, who is, like, the ATF dog. And then there's a canine dog. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that sits in the back seat and chases criminals with a right. police officer, uh, and she stays there for the longest time. And like one of the other handlers is, you know, will go in and like hang out with her and keep her company, but it's not the same. um At this point in the book, we meet Maya. Okay. So, in the movie, Maya's a completely different. It's character. a different character
0: with a different dog.
1: So why don't? instead of jumping straight to Maya's differences
0: right now, why don't you go ahead and start with Carlos? Okay. So Carlos is kind of the Jacob in the scenario where it's the same kind of thing where he's a widower. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, kind of all, you know, he's very serious about his job with Mm -hmm. Ellie. There's no room for. Yeah. She's not a pet. Yeah. Yeah. She's not a pet to him. She's, you know, his Mm -hmm. partner slash working dog. And instead of search and rescue, she's a canine dog and everything and so you see the same kind of thing where she wants she wants she can tell that he's you know sad and everything lonely. like that and lonely and so she wants to cuddle with him and for a while he's like no you know go to your bed right that kind of stuff and then eventually he does kind of submit you know and lets her you know sl- uh, sleep there with him mm-hmm. and everything but um and it's kind of the same it's sort of the same uh, thing where Um, she, they get a call that, you know, there's a girl kidnapped Mm -hmm. and that, you know, um, as the canine, she needs to go find, you know, the little girl, girl. they find her and everything. And, but it's Mm -hmm. near like rushing water. And so I don't remember if, I don't think the guy throws her. I think as she's running, I think she slips and falls in. And so at that point, Ellie jumps in to rescue, you know, the girl. Mm -hmm. So she rescues the, the girl and at that point she meets up with Carlos and the bad guy has a gun and he ends up shooting Ellie, which I was just like, Oh shit. See, yeah, I fully expected for that to happen in the book. I was really surprised when yeah. you find out that Jacob's the one that got shot. Shot. Right. Yeah. And so at that point, you know, yeah, Ellie gets shot and she dies and okay. then she gets reincarnated into the next dog. But we'll we'll now go back to you with right. Ellie we'll, we'll kind of and, a bit. and Maya.
1: So in the book, Maya is the next rookie cop that's going to take over search and rescue. And she struggles a lot. And I can relate to this. She's a bit of a chunky girl. Yeah. And she talks about how being a beat cop was one thing, but the level of endurance to have a search and rescue partner as a canine is completely different. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much would actually go into something like that until it kind of goes through, you know, Maya's really struggling. She's worried about getting certified and she actually ends up taking Ellie to see Jacob in his apartment while he's recovering. Aww. So you find out that he survived and he's going to be okay, but he's taking like medical retirement. So he's not going to be coming back. That's right. why yeah. Maya has now been assigned to Ellie. Makes sense. Uh, it talks about Maya is a cat lady. She mm-hmm. has three cats, nice. two of which hate Ellie's guts. One of which is a little bit nicer. Um, And then she has a very large Latina family because they go over to Mama's. And that's the only, we never get Mama's name. Okay. But it's like surrounded with family. There's a bunch of kids running around. So Ellie kind of falls into that Bailey mode when she's over there because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like dog talk heaven. Yeah. There's kids dropping stuff. They're feeding her under the table. (laughs) She's having a blast. She loves going to Mama's. And we meet the neighbor, Al. Okay, Ellie makes the comment that Al smells like Ethan used to when Ethan was with Hannah. Oh yeah. So they're kind of going back and forth, and like kind of getting together. Uh, eventually, they do get together. Okay. They, they're like a couple. They end up getting married. Uh, as search and rescue, she gets her certification. Everything turns out great, and they work for a while. And then there's some sort of natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Ellie talks about being in the helicopter and being dropped off. You find out it's some kind of earthquake. Okay. So being a search and rescue dog. Ellie, is how Ellie and Maya are helping find people.
0: Mm, they're all dead.
1: Yeah. And yeah. the book, just about everyone they find is already dead. So, Maya actually has the other person she's with run ahead and hide and has Ellie go find him to kind of keep her spirits up because she needs to yeah. find someone that's alive. So, as they're going through everything, they come across a building. There's a dead person on the outside and everything smells like really harsh chemicals. Mm-hmm. And Ellie talks about it kind of burning her nostrils a little bit. And then she smells somebody inside who's not dead. Okay. But the building's already been tagged that nobody's there. So they think she's getting upset again. So she has the guy run up ahead. So, you know, she can have Ellie seek him out to find a living person again. But when she lets Ellie go, instead of going to chase the guy, she tunnels her way through the debris and ends up finding a woman. In the process... These chemicals that are all over the ground, they, like, burn her paws, they get it all over her face and her nose, and she just really ends up with these really nasty chemical burns. Yeah. So they pull the woman out, they're trying to rinse her off and everything else, and then she gets basically medical leave because she was injured in the line of duty. Oh, So she talks about how she hates this ointment Maya's putting on her nose. (laughs) And for some reason, now Tinkerbell, who's like the only cat that doesn't hate Ellie, all of a sudden she just curls up with her whenever she wants and she rubs on her. And it's just so cute. That is cute. And then they go back to re-get their certification to get back in the field. Right. Ellie fails. Yeah. Spectacularly. And it's because when she got her nose burned by the chemicals, it killed most of her sense of smell.
0: That sucks.
1: It does. Um, but from here, they just retire her. Yeah. She becomes kind of a therapy dog. They're going to elementary schools together. She takes her to, like, nursing homes and nurseries and different places like that, just okay. to kind of do that community outreach. Yeah. And this is where uh, one of the nurseries they go to, mm-hmm. the little girl's probably about three. And so after the rest of the class leaves, the little girl is hanging out with Ellie and Maya and the teacher, and they're just kind of talking, and the little girl's just loving on Ellie and, like, pets and cuddles. Right. Guess who walks in?
0: Todd. Not Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob walks in. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you find out he is happy, he's healthy, he's remarried, and the little girl is his daughter. Aw.
0: Mm-hmm. Yay.
1: That just kind of made my heart it, bust. I was just I know. Happy. Okay, so, from there, one of these community events they're doing, little boy goes missing at recess. Okay. And the principal and the teacher are like, you know, she's a search and rescue dog, she might be able to help us, and Maya's trying to explain, not really, but we'll try. Yeah. We'll try because the cops are already on their way with another dog, but we will try. Right. So, she takes the backpack and she gives it to Ellie, and Ellie basically circles the playground and she finds a gap in the fence where this little boy's gone. So, you find out the little boy eventually ended up playing hide and seek and he was in the storm drain. Oh, okay. And with the rains that they're having, it's flooding out. So, this is where that uh, whole saving Ethan in the duck pond thing comes into play. Okay. Ellie jumps in to go after the little boy. Mm -hmm. She ends up saving him and they end up giving her this big award. She talks about how she had to do her like heel command and walk and then sit there. And let everybody take pictures while they put like a, a medal around her neck. Aww. It was just really, That's really, cute. really cool. Yeah. I liked that a lot. And you find out later as the story's progressing, Maya and Al, who've been married for a while. Right. Which, by the way, they had Ellie walk the rings down the aisle. Oh, I That's thought that cute. was so cute. Yeah. Um, My dog would never. No, mine He's, neither. He, just, he can't pet it. No. Nope. Um, but now they're having kids. So there's a couple of kids in the house. Uh, Ellie's fully retired. She's not really going out anymore. And guess what gets her? Old age. Oh,
0: I was going to say Todd. (laughs) Not this time. Um, But they take her to the bed and they put her down. Oh, okay. Okay, so I guess I'll jump in with my my. Yeah, I will jump in with, yeah. Okay, so... Basically, Ellie comes back as a Pembroke uh, Welsh corgi. Aww, corgi, and and his name is Tito, which just cracks me up. I know. So his name is Tito, and Maya basically finds this dog, um, you know, and and gets it. And oh, you can. She's not a police officer. No, she's not a police officer in the movie at all. She's mm-hmm. actually she's a college student, okay. and so she's very into her studies. Mm-hmm. Um, They don't say it, but you can kind of tell like around people, maybe she's a little, has a little bit of anxiety and stuff towards people. Um, She ends up uh, taking him like basically everywhere Mm -hmm. school, you know, coffee shops. Which you mentioned. How did you take
1: Corgi into a
0: college classroom? Exactly. That's what I was wondering because this is supposed to be set in the 80s. So. I feel like <laughs> the era of Jerry Curl and Vanilla Ice pretty much. I mean, I feel like in the eighties, they didn't have like what we have now with mm-hmm. the support animals and right. things like that. And so that's See, just that it. The pre-support animals. I guess. Support animal cause. Exactly. I guess so. Cause <laughs> that's just it. I mean, I, I, didn't think that you could just bring them into a college class she or. Snuck it in somehow. Well, eventually she's at a restaurant and stuff like that with mm-hmm. the, it's like, but you can't really sneak it into a restaurant. And There's a lot of places you can actually go online. Yeah. I don't know how it would have worked in any area. Exactly. <laughs> places I guess, you could just I guess back then you. you just had to like call. <laughs> uh, or just wing it and see if they said anything. Right. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so yeah, she brings this dog everywhere with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, there's a guy in her class named, uh, I think it was Larry. It was the okay. same name. It was the same name as uh-huh. Al. Okay. okay. So, you know, and he's like, Hey, you know, we're going to start a uh, study group. You know, do you want to join us? And she's like, Oh, I can't. I'm really busy. And he's like, But I didn't tell you like when it was going to be or (laughs) give you any of that information. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. She's like, It's just, I'm, you know, really busy. And Mm -hmm. you can tell she's kind of nervous. Yeah, a little bit just because of her, I think, anxieties and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so they go into this whole thing about how uh, it was almost like Tito and Maya could like read each other's minds. And there was this really cute scene where he's thinking, you know, where Maya's like, "Oh, do you know what I'm thinking?" And He's like chips, and then she's like chips, and they're sitting there eating chips. And then another time it's, it's so and then another time it's pizza, and another time it's ice cream. You know what I mean? So, so
1: she's an eater. I feel yeah, pregnant.
0: exactly. What cracks me up
1: is our dogs do that. Like I've seen Pippi do it to you. Yeah. I know you've seen Gibson. Do- oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they they sit there and they give you that Jedi mind. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, cookie. Exactly. And you have to, you end up just like going and getting
0: them a treat or something. Exactly. But anyway, so you could tell though that she's kind of lonely and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then uh, there's a scene where um, it turns out from all of that ice cream, chips, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. She takes him to the vet for his shots. He's getting his shots. <laughs> And the vet basically is like, yeah, he needs to he needs to lose some uh, weight. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he looks good, but he's fat. Yeah, he's fat. (laughs) So she takes him to the park and she, you know, is going to throw the ball and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to play catch and all that kind of stuff. So she throws the ball. He's just laying there like, nope, I'm not getting it. Right. And she's like, well, this is embarrassing. So She, you know. He ends up seeing this dog, and I have no idea what kind of dog it is. It's like you think it's like a mutt, maybe. No, I don't think it was a mutt. It was a bit It was a bigger, fluffy dog. Um, but anyway, so he ends up seeing this dog, mm-hmm. and he's just in love with the. You know, it's like a love at first sight, <laughs> cute type thing. Type of thing. Hey, I have an idea. What? Because we don't. Know which dog
1: it is because it wasn't in the book. Uh huh. Why don't we have somebody leave a comment and tell us what breed it was? Yeah, if you
0: guys know what breed of dog that I'm talking about, about that's true. If you guys, (laughs) if anybody that's watched this knows what breed of dog I'm talking about, yeah, send us an email or you know, hit us up on Instagram.
1: Yeah, so basically, what is the breed of the dog that is Tito's first love?
0: Yeah, okay, okay. So anyway, so he sees this dog, falls in love with it. Mm-hmm. Maya goes to get the ball, and who, whose owner? Who, who do you think the owner is? Todd. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it ended up being Al. Okay. So at that point, now you see, you know, Al and, and uh, Maya are now together. They're connecting. They're over connecting the yeah, exactly oh, my over my their dogs and taking him, like I said, to restaurants and shit, which I still yeah. don't know if that really would have happened, but whatever. Anyway, and so, of course, they fall in love. Mm-hmm. They have both of the dogs in the wedding, mm-hmm. and um, there's a scene, which was really cute, where they're watching TV, and Tito is laying on um, on uh, Maya's stomach, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, he's like... God, what she eat? I can hear something in there. Turns out she was pregnant, you know. So they have, you know, show a scene where, you know, they've got a couple of kids and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, where he's trying to kind of get away from the kids. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And so, but then there's also a scene where he mentions that they take, that they take the other dog and she didn't come back. So unfortunately they had to put that dog down. And so he's, you know, really sad because that was his true love type Absolutely. of thing. Mm-hmm. I know. And then it, it just kind of goes into how, sure enough, he gets older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's time for them to also put him, put him down.
1: Okay, so in the movie, uh-huh. did he die at home or did he? they take him to the vet
0: to get put down? They didn't really show either one. They showed okay. at home, basically. It was... That they were kind of having the talk and stuff like that, and then they show in the movie they always show kind of like a weird like swirly type thing to kind of like let you know that he's gone, that he's gone and that okay. he's going to be a new dog. Okay, and so that's kind of my my guess is that they probably had him at the vet put yeah. down, and
1: so that's why I mean the big difference, like in the movie right. they kind of squished both halves of Ellie's life together. Yep, and then instead of just mixing the rest Mm -hmm. they added Tito to kind of re-give that family balance is what it sounds like I
0: kind of wish that they would have just kept the Ellie story but like longer because you still would have had Ellie's
1: story was almost as long as Bailey's first
0: story really there was a lot they could have still they could have maybe cut out a couple of things Mm -hmm. you know but like maybe if they would have cut out for instance like the missing boy Maybe like left that part out, but kept in the part where, you know, she ended up with like the, the burns on right. and stuff and became like a community mm-hmm. that Because kind of they thing. still could have mashed in the whole Maya the Al, er, and everything else Maya and Al Lord. and the and mm-hmm. the kids yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So they could have still kept like that family part in there.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, but maybe just like left out the the boy part. Like, keep the smushed together part and mm-hmm. like the child rescues together, right? And then maybe add in the earthquake thing, right? That
1: That's, I think I think that, really that would have been
0: good, yeah. And then they could have just not even done a because t- I Tito wasn't in the book, right? No, he wasn't in the book at all, yeah. So, I mean, they could have just left that completely mm-hmm. out and just stuck with Bailey, I mean, Ellie. I mean, one of
1: the dogs in the book were small dogs, right? It was a golden, it was a German or a Belgian Malamoy. I don't know how to say it. I don't know. Someone put the correct pronunciation in the comments <laughs> for me. Um, and then the last dog that was reborn as uh had two names it started out as bear, right? Which basically was another Labrador. Mm-hmm. And this dude comes up to the breeder guy, he's like, Well, this puppy's almost you know three, four months old, nobody's buying it. I don't want papers. It's
0: for my girlfriend anyway. Here's 200 bucks. And see, in the movie. There was, they didn't even have a na- name at all for this dog. Okay. Okay. So, this is another nameless dog. Yeah. So, this was another nameless dog. And you can go, because at this point, it almost seems like the book and the movie do kind of they start falling together. Yeah. Start falling yeah. into line. So, he gives this dog to his girlfriend. They end up breaking up.
1: She is not supposed to have dogs in her apartment. This is what really shows what an impulse buy on something right. like a dog does when you're not responsible dog owners.
0: And there is one, there is a difference though. So mm-hmm. this girl basically impulse buys, you know, this dog or whatever. Instead of getting she gift. Yeah. Yeah. So she ends up bringing it home. The boyfriend is not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And then from there you see, you know, this poor dog just being left outside the entire yeah, time. Being neglected. Being neglected. Yeah.
1: Well, she gets evicted from her apartment because she's got the dog. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up going back to her mom's house, which is probably like a trailer in the middle of nowhere. Right. Mom's got an abusive boyfriend. So the girl actually leaves the dog there where they basically just leave it tied up outside all the time. Right. And she leaves and goes on about her life. We don't see her again. Okay. But the dog isn't getting fed. He's got no interaction with anybody. But the neighbor who lives on the other side of the fence, Mm -hmm. she comes over and she's slipping meat and food and stuff through the little gaps in the fence post and you hear her talking about how it's not right, you can't treat an animal like this I should call somebody well guess who shows up the next day (laughs) Animal Control (laughs) writes a ticket for like, I don't know, 200 bucks I was definitely going to say Todd right
0: (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys, that's going to be the running joke for this whole podcast
1: (laughs) so Animal Control writes the boyfriend a ticket and he loses his ever loving mind, he doesn't want to take care of this dog, he never wanted to begin with He's kind of an asshole in general. Yeah. So instead of like fixing things and taking care of this dog, he literally takes Bear, puts him in the trunk of the car. So he's not even a
0: backseat dog at this point. That sucks. It does. I mean, because at least in the movie, he's in the back of a truck and not in an actual trunk. No, they they straight up put him in a trunk,
1: closed it up. And it, Bear talks about how he's like got his like paws tensed out and stretched Aww. out because he can't get any purchase. So every yeah. time he's slamming into stuff. Poor thing. It was awful. That is awful. And then after a while, the boyfriend opens the trunk, pulls the dog out, and basically just leaves. Yeah. He abandons this dog in the middle
0: of nowhere. And that was basically the same, you know, yeah, as the mm-hmm. movie or whatever. But like I said, at least in the movie, it was the back of a truck and not, not in a trunk. <laughs> <Okay>. And see,
1: <laughs> the, and I didn't realize it, not even the last time we did this, mm-hmm. this book gets into some much darker stuff than the movie does. Well, Yeah. I have oh, a feeling. the serial killer. Yeah, let's be real. And then we've got the impulse buy, the puppy mills, mm-hmm. the hoarder, all of it.
0: I mean, and it kind of makes sense why they didn't add some of that stuff to the movie. They were trying to keep it a bit more lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, they were. But the good
1: news is, Bear
0: finds a
1: dog park. Yep. And at the dog park, he finds somebody who smells like Hannah, but who's not Hannah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like I said, at this point, the movie and the book, I think, start coming more together. They really coalesce. Yeah.
1: Um. Eventually, uh, Bear actually finds his way back to the farm. Yeah. Grandma it does. And Grandpa's farm. Yeah. So it's kind of this is where it starts coming full circle. Yeah, it does. So Ethan doesn't want him. No. Because now we see Ethan is old man Ethan, and mm-hmm. he's the one who's basically taken over and living at the
0: farm now. Right. Yeah. So at that point, I mean, he ends up feeding the dog. Mm-hmm. but he basically is like okay after this you have to go like oh that's right this is where there's still a little bit of difference mm-hmm. okay yeah there is a bit of a difference yeah so in the movie um he ends up taking he ends up taking the dog because at this point he thinks it's a stray so he ends up taking it to the pound mm-hmm. and it's just like you know here you know i don't want, I don't him. want him, that yeah. kind of stuff and then in the in the book and
1: the book is a little bit different he ends up feeding the dog and then when the dog is still there the next day he calls guess who not Todd (laughs) animal control and they come pick him up and they take him to an animal shelter and the lady is like well he's great he's not going to be here long at all right so sure enough he's there maybe a day or two and a family of four there's two little girls and a mom and dad Mm -hmm. they decide they want to adopt him so they're going to go eat lunch and then come back and do paperwork okay well they leave to go eat lunch, and guess who <laughs> storms the animal shelter talking about? is it. my dog. I changed my damn mind. Ethan. Ethan, not Todd. <laughs> Sorry. Ethan shows up, and, like, this shelter lady is like, you're going to be breaking their hearts. He's like, I don't give a shit,
0: basically. see. What's different about that is in the movie, uh-huh. he ends up basically coming to his senses, going in and, and, and taking and take the take dog. Home. Yeah. yeah. So then
1: he names him, Ethan names the dog Buddy. Right. And Buddy ends up going back to the farm, and he. I think you said you saw in the, there that he gets like
0: his name put on a collar. Yeah, kind of like oh, official, you know, yeah. like oh Buddy and stuff like that. And they have on the back uh, yeah, Ethan, Ethan Montgomery Green's phone number. I don't even think there was a phone number. At least really? not in the movie. That's what. Okay, we'll get we'll get back to that. We'll That's there. where I got okay. confused. Okay. So, at that point, though, he ends up going back to that the dog park, Yeah, right? Ethan's lonely. Yeah. So, he goes, mm-hmm. Buddy goes looking for Hannah. Yeah. And he actually finds, like, the real Hannah. Yeah, he follows the very
1: pregnant daughter. Yeah. Back to Hannah, who then recognizes the name on the back of the dog side.
0: Exactly. Which, like I said, I was confused because it's like, okay... Yeah, it's like Ethan Montgomery is, I think it's kind of a common name. It's not
1: an uncommon name. Right. There may not be like a million of them. Right. But the last name is
0: fairly common. Exactly. And the first name is... Very common. Yeah. It's a very common name. Yeah. So, but it's like, yeah, there was like no phone number. There wasn't like an address. Because if there had been an address, she would have been like... Oh, I know exactly whose dog this is. Well, that's how she was, but it was just the name on that. Yeah, but still I was just like, okay. Yeah, but still small towns, man. Yeah. Small huh?
1: town everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And she was with Ethan when they were kids. That's true. So come to find out, uh, Hannah had gotten involved with somebody else gotten married yeah, got married dead, had
0: kids had kids and now she has grandkids and he i think only passed away i don't think even it was like, like fairly recent yeah it when wasn't they, like a long time ago or anything but
1: well when they take buddy
0: back to ethan yeah
1: they end up reconnecting right and they end up getting married and yeah. this is the part that just makes my heart swell because yeah. in the book they talk about ethan was really lonely all right. the rooms in the farmhouse which was like a really big house were yeah. filled with boxes yeah and it talks about over time. Well, now all the you know they got married. I carried the rings down the aisle again. Yeah, Aww. which I thought was so sweet. That is sweet. And then it talks about how now all the rooms you know the boxes are gone. The rooms are filled with beds. Oh. Because now instead of just being Ethan alone in the middle of nowhere with right. the farm, they've got all the kids and the grandkids coming and going. Well, that's nice. So he's got his
0: own family now. Right. That I just thought that was really really see. Sweet. And in the uh, in the movie and stuff, like they get married. But then it kind of, they don't really focus on, you know, like the house and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's like they get married and then it turns into he wants to prove to him that that he was Bailey. Mm. And okay. Yeah. And so I guess, do I go from here? Or? Yeah, you take it from okay. here because I've got a little bit okay more detail after. Okay. So... Basically, they're putting up, uh, you you know, like they did like an outdoor wedding type of thing. So they were putting all that stuff away in the barn. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Okay, I want him to know, like, I'm actually Bailey. And Mm -hmm. so whenever he's in the barn, he can smell and he finds the flip type thing. So he brings it out to Ethan. Mm -hmm. And Ethan is, you know, actually shocked that, you know, he had even found it. I mean, he He probably. Yeah, I'm sure he probably did. And so at that point, you know, it starts off with him just throwing it and bringing it back, throwing it and bringing it back. Mm -hmm. Well, Ethan then takes it and, you know, he's like, kind of like, you know, I wonder, you know, let's try this one. You know, let's see if you can do this one type of trick. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, because he was Bailey, he knows it. He knows exactly what exactly. So at that point, he takes it, throws it really long. And sure Mm -hmm. enough, he jumps over, grabs it and lands and then at that point, it was it was like he knew, like, oh my god, that is Bailey. Mm-hmm. I know.
1: Now is that kind of where the movie ends? Pretty, pretty much, much, yeah. Okay. So in the book, we don't get anything nearly that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A very straightforward facts a lot yeah. of Yeah,
0: yeah. So, no, we didn't get we didn't get a happy ending yeah. at all in the
1: book. So Ethan is well. I mean, we do, but we don't. It's like a bittersweet type thing. So Ethan and Hannah have been married for a while. They've got kids and grandkids. It talks about you know this one daughter keeps having children nice and buddy's <laughs> like, like a dog calm down oh
0: shit <laughs> so, <laughs> nice
1: so, it so like she's a, a dog and them. she keeps having puppies <laughs> i guess uh, nice so basically for once the house is you know no one's visiting mm-hmm. so hannah runs into town to run some errands and Buddy's with ethan well he says something is wrong with ethan something tears in his head so i don't know if there's maybe some sort of aneurysm or stroke but the death is not instant he basically sits down he's like whoa because he doesn't quite know what's happening and he gets increasingly disoriented and so buddy you know is in his face and he's licking his face trying to get you know revive him and Mm -hmm. wake him up a little and ethan calls him bailey now i don't know if it's because he saw that it was bailey or just because the disorientation but he he's calling him Bailey yeah and this is where my heart starts to hurt okay this is where I like legit cried last time (laughs) so he's getting worse and worse and you know Bailey's like I know what to do so he goes down to this hall closet where he had found the flip and left it because he didn't like it yeah but he gets it and he takes it back upstairs to Ethan and Ethan kind of revives a little bit at the side of it and he goes to the window and he throws it out the window oh shit in this second story, so yeah. Buddy's, you know, Buddy slash Bailey's down the stairs and out the door. and He goes to get it. And when he brings it back, Ethan is on the floor mm. with his back against the wall under the window. Yeah. And you can tell that he's he's going. He's no longer responsive. Yeah. So basically, Buddy stays with him until he's gone. Oh. I'm not crying. You're crying. I Shut know. up. Shut up. And basically it ends, you know, this was my purpose in life. This is why I'm here. Yeah. So Ethan actually passes before Buddy does. Aww. Stop it. <laughs> I,
0: okay, at this point, I prefer how the movie ends. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But it like it punches you in the chest a little, but it's right. Like,
1: and well, it's just, it, this is the first time anyone's outlived the dog.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Or no, where the dog outlived his... Yes, yeah, yeah, the dog this outlived person. This is where the, the
1: dog actually outlived his boy. So. Okay. So you've got...
0: The trivia and the fun facts you always have that so what do you got for me there wasn't a ton i will say let's see prior to theatrical release controversy arose when the the scenes uh, footage or when behind the scenes footage uh, surfaced and appeared to show a distressed dog being forcibly submerged into turbulent pool water during filming as a result of the leaked footage the filmmakers chose to cancel the u.s premiere However, it was announced on February 4th, 2017 uh, by the American Humane Association that the footage was misleadingly edited and no abuse had taken place.
1: And see, I saw that. Yeah. I remember seeing it and thinking,
0: well, now I can't go see the movie. I know. Like, I would read the book, but now I can't go see the movie. Right. And that's just it. I think I read somewhere that Dennis Quaid had basically said if he had seen anything like that happening, that... He wouldn't have been involved. No, he wouldn't have been involved. Yeah. And so... It just goes to show, like, yeah, all of it was okay. fake. Okay, I know we
1: record these ahead of time, mm-hmm. so like some of the stuff we're gonna be talking about is like old news, right? But do you remember how a couple of weeks ago Peter came out with that uh, instead of saying "oh, uh, don't beat a dead horse"? Yeah, yeah, beat yeah. A dead horse crap. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if PETA's the one that edited the footage and released right? it. Right? Hey, you like, never and know. I'm not saying they did, but I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Because it's like,
0: okay, calm down. Right. So, okay. So that was the main thing, right? Well, and Josh Gad was the one who actually, you know, the, did the voice and stuff for all right. the dogs. Um, but Bradley Cooper was actually slayed to provide the voice. Which, I'm kind of glad they kept it as Josh Gad. I'm
1: kind of glad they went with Josh Gad, too. Because I'm sorry, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper will forever be Rocket. That's true. Like, I can't imagine him doing any other voiceovers. He's just,
0: he's Rocket Theracoon from the Marvel Universe. Well, and Josh Gad, you know, because he does do a lot of voiceover work, he oh, has, God. he has not like a childish voice, but it's not nearly as manly. You know, I wouldn't, okay, let's not insult him I know, right? But I know
1: what you mean. He's got almost more of that theatrical exactly tone because he's done, you know, and We'll just go ahead and get into the story themselves. Yeah. Josh awesome. Gad, Frozen. Oh, yeah. Along. Beauty and the Beast. He played, uh, what was it, Lapew or something like that? Yeah. And just looking over his IMDb, there mm-hmm. is a ton of voiceover work. Right. So he has that way to really add that inflection it's, into his voice.
0: That just makes it... Exactly. You know, almost cartoonish. Exactly. Because I should say, it's like, I love Bradley Cooper, but I think Bradley Cooper would sound like Bradley Cooper. So it's, yes. it's not... Mm-hmm. I couldn't picture him as you know especially like Bailey mm-hmm. that kind of it's stuff. It's almost like comparing I think a good comparison
1: would have been like a look who's talking mm-hmm. like Bruce Willis he sounds like Bruce Willis. Yeah exactly. You know what, Roseanne sounds <laughs> like Roseanne that's true uh, and I think you're right Josh Gad kind of has that more of a chameleon vibe he mm-hmm. can kind of just do more with it. Exactly. Yeah. So the other big star that was in this one was Dennis Quaid. Of course. 97 projects. Most of them are well-known. Oh, yeah. Um, the one that was a surprise for me was Peggy Lipton. She plays adult Hannah. Yep. Uh, I recognized her, but I didn't really know who she was. But looking on her IMDb, she was on Twin Peaks, the original Mod Squad. She had a part in The Postman. And mm-hmm. that's just some of the big ones that I recognize yeah. from her. Oh,
0: yeah. She's been around for a
1: long time. Yeah. Sure. But what else surprised me is how many of the other actors I recognized from character work. Mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of people where you've seen them in a million things, but you couldn't name a single project. <laughs> right. so it had a bunch of those guys in there as well. Yeah. Um, so with that, Rotten Tomatoes, I didn't see the movie this time, but I'd seen it before. Right. So when I pulled them up, it only had like 35% on the team meter. But there's another one called The Audience Meter, right? and that one was up at
0: 73. See, and I would actually, I would normally go with The Audience versus, you
1: know.
0: The Tomato. Yeah, because it's like, a lot of the times movies that the critics and stuff like, I, a lot of the times don't like. Yeah, because I'm one of
1: the people, it depends. There's the popcorn movies and the prestige movies. The prestige movies are the ones that get made for awards. Yeah. The popcorn movies are like... You want to escape.
0: You don't want to have yeah, to think about you it. You just want to, to chill out.
1: Deep dive on yeah. anything. You just want to hang. Yeah. Marvel movies are a perfect example. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Almost anything Will Smith... Will Smith has actually a really good combination of He does. It. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, I mean, that's just... Right. This was, I think, more of a popcorn than a prestige. Oh, for sure. Even though I cried throughout most of it. Like, that's just how it went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so for our rating today, we've decided, I almost say let's use Creepy Todd's, but let's not, because he wasn't really supposed to be the focus. So, let's use the flips. Okay, let's so do So how flips. many deflated flip footballs
0: would you give this movie? I'm going to give it three out of five flips. Okay. Yep. What about you? I'm actually going to go with a solid four out of five. Nice. Because I think they
1: did a really good job translating it into a film. I know there's a lot of stuff they left out, but what... They had to do, I think, really work. Yeah. So I liked it
0: a lot. It lost a little bit of the magic, which is why it's only getting four and not five. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it, too, is because you had read the book. And even though, you know, like you'd seen the movie in the past or whatever.
1: And I liked the movie in the past when I watched it. I
0: really did. But
1: the book's just more. But that's how it always is. Exactly. Okay. So you give it a three flips. I give it a four flips. Yep. And... Okay, that's all I got. You got anything else you want? Um, not really. What movie are we doing next week? Next week we are tackling our first ever uh, musical for the podcast. Laura is horrified. I'm excited. We're gonna do Phantom of the Opera. I'm gonna try, guys. Yeah, and we're watching the try. one that. uh Emmy Rossum? Yeah, Emmy Rossum did.
0: Yeah, it's it's she, the I most recent. Really popular actor in it. I just can't know yeah. who it is. Yeah, but there's yeah, it's it's basically the most recent Phantom of the Opera. Probably. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So that's what
1: we're going to tackle next time. I'm excited.
0: I know. Right. You're excited. (laughs) That's great. So. All right. Well, um, let's see if you guys could uh, rate. Yeah. Yeah. Rate and review us um, anywhere that you guys get your podcasts. um, iTunes, Mm -hmm. Stitcher, Podbean, wherever, um, because we would love to hear your suggestions. Absolutely. And then uh, also, don't forget, guys, we have our Facebook
1: group, Breakdown from the Couch. And yep. we also have our Instagram, which is Breakdown from the Couch. Yep. It's all smushed together, so there's no spaces or underscores. And, you know, just oh. check us out. We'll have pictures
0: alluding to, like, what we're doing next week, all kinds of different stuff. Right. Oh, and also, if you guys want, you can email us at couch at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah and uh yeah give us you know give us some movie ideas like i said if you have any other suggestions on um you know what you want to hear yeah so all right guys well i'm laura and i'm nikki and this has been breakdown from the couch bye guys